0: Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. I promised, didn't I? I wanted to be consistent. It is now Friday, April 27th, 2021. Saying the year doesn't really mean anything to me. It's just one of those moments where we're still dealing with the bullshit of 2020, right before 2022. And we're only like, what, four or five months away? God damn, where did all this time go? But nevertheless, nevertheless, it is Friday as I promised I am back to give you another episode of Outside the Comments Volume 2. And it's more of a hashtag ain't shit going on that much because let's face it, I was on the air last night on WVOX. I'm sure a lot of you saw my picture when I posted on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and everything else, The LinkedIn, everything else. And I had had fun. I had fun talking about what I wanted to talk about for about an hour on the air. Even though I'm sure there were not many people listening to me because, A, they have no idea who I am. B, the content that I'm talking about does not resonate with them in any way, shape, or form. But it's one of those moments where I'm like, you know what? This is good practice. This is good experience. And I realized something when I was on the air. It's all about time management. At least for me, it is. It's all about Talking about what you want to talk about, be precise in what you want to say, be consistent, and ensure that you have a time in terms of how long you want to spend on each topic. And these are skills that I need to have or at least need to develop at least some point down in the road. A, I'm a voice talent. B, podcaster and everything else in between. So, it was very interesting to take up upon those skills. Granted, I've only been on the air, I would say, now three times. So I have a long way to go. And I'm sure if I ever want to have my own show, my own radio show at one point, somewhere down in the future, then this is something that I definitely need to be aware of. This is something that I need to pay attention to. So there's that. And on top of all that, like I said, I had a lot of fun. I really did. Now, today on the podcast, since there's really not much anything going on, at first, I was going to talk about Marvel's What If or the Titans that occurred this week. And I have to be honest, I saw the What If episode on Wednesday night, and I really, really don't want to do a deep dive episode anymore on the What If episodes. And the reason why is because I kind of want to enjoy the episodes by itself and not go deep and analyze too much into it because a these are alternate storylines i kind of felt this way right after seeing the second episode with t'challa as star lord and thanos being an ally which is it's still fucking weird to me but i kind of had this feeling after seeing that episode and it was one of those moments where i'm like you know what let me just enjoy the episode it's it's different. It really doesn't need to make much sense. Let me just enjoy it. Let me just take it. It is what it is. And let me not spend too much on it. So that's exactly what I'm deciding to do. I don't want to do any more deep dive episodes on the Marvel's what if. What I will do is maybe talk about the season as a whole when it finishes up. And talk about which ones are my favorite episodes. Or which one is my least favorite episode. I'll probably do that. But in terms of diving into each and every episode... It's just going to get redundant and it's just going to be at a point where you're just going to get bored of it. And as I always say before, if you have any questions, comments about it and you want to get on and you want to talk about it, by all means, you can let me know. We can set up and, you know, set up a meeting, an interview, you know, a little bit of a a coffee thing, whatever the case may be. It's up to you if you want to talk about it. Me, I don't want to dive into it anymore, but I want to do something a little bit different. I saw Titans Episode 5 actually just a while ago. Like, I kid you not. I was busy doing auditions, booked my first gig of voiceover just a couple of days ago, and I'm really, really happy about that. It's pushing me now to do more auditions, to do more marketing, content marketing, things like that. So I'm really, really happy about that, and I'm grateful. I'm not going to speak on the project because the last thing I need is for me to get in trouble. What I will say is... I'm thankful to the people that chose me to voice their project, and I can't wait to share it with all of you when it's ready when it's done. So that's all I'm going to say about that. let's let's keep it that let's keep that as a close. I've been doing all of that, and I saw Titans episode five, season three episode five just a while ago. and i'm I'm actually enjoying these episodes more when they're focusing on the characters of Batman, especially when it comes to Jason Todd and Red Hood. Now, instead of doing a deep dive episode on that, what I want to do is I want to talk about my favorite anti heroes. Because let's face it, I always focus on the heroes, you know, the Spider Mans, the Batmans, and any character that associates with them, the Daredevils. I associate or at least talk about any character that relates to that. But every now and then, I dive a little bit on anti heroes. And I do dive a little bit on villains. But considering that I want to do something new, something different, something fun to talk about, you know, that doesn't really have to engage too much thought. Today is going to be my top five favorite antiheroes of comics. So that is pretty much what I want to do. And considering this is episode 135, you know what that means. All of that plus our superhero, no. Let's do something different again. Our anti-hero quote of the day. But first, like we always do about this time, let's get the shout-outs out of the way, shall we? And I want to give a major shout-out once again to the people that have hired me to... I. It's not really much of a real shout-out because I... I don't want to give, I can't give any real information. All I know, all I can say is this. It's an explainer video. That's it. That's all I'm... going. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about it. But I, if for any reason they are listening to me and I'm not mentioning any names, my lips are sealed in this one. I know I wanted to drop it a while ago, but I'm going to bring it up again. Thank you very much for trusting me and choosing me to voice your project. And I have to be honest, I was very, very concerned at first. Not concerned about them, but... I remember I actually went on the Voices of New York City Facebook group and I went to them and I asked, hey, if someone offers you a role and you don't get back to it after a few hours later, does that, does that mean that there's a chance that they could give it to somebody else? And a good, a good amount of people said yes, it happens. It actually happens much more common than we think. And I'm like, well, I'm screwed. Holy shit. I'm, I'm fucking screwed. Ain't that some bullshit? God damn, ain't that some shit. But then, you know, it's one of those moments as voice talents where we have to, whenever we do a voiceover role or a gig, we should just let it go and just let it be and just move on to the next. Well, they contacted me 24 hours later and they asked me if I was still willing to do their project. So I did. And everything was just happening so fast because I had work. I had I had to do another audition. Literally, I kid you not, after I, I was on the air... Last night I had to do an audition again for another project later on that night. But because my nieces was actually sleeping over and they didn't want to go to sleep anytime soon, and I had to wake up the next day at three o'clock in the morning to do something else, I only had about less than four hours of sleep. Because I had to I had to be prepared, I had to make sure that I was all good and hydrated and everything else. These again If you do not understand how a voice artist operates, this is exactly what we do. We try to push ourselves to make sure we get that audition going to do our project, to do whatever we need to do because we serve the people that hires us. We serve the people. We, the people. And that's how it is. So I'm even feeling groggy myself because I'm so exhausted. And it's a good thing I don't have to go to work extremely early tomorrow you know, I can actually take some time and do, you know, have a good night's sleep. But we'll see nowadays. I know I got I got way off track here. Jesus Christ. Once again, I want to give a shout out to the people that have hired me. Thank you so much for choosing me to do your projects. And I hope that we can work together again on something new. If you have anything, anything that you need from me, you let me know. You have my my information and I will be there no matter what. I turn shit around. And for anybody else that's listening to this, if you want to hire me for your project as well, no matter what it is, just let me know. Let's talk and I'll be there. I'm your guy. I am the guy. I am your guy. And that's all there is to it. That's all we have for the shout outs I've gone on a little bit too long Let's go into the meat of the episode My top 5 anti-heroes and that starts right in a bit Now, before anything else, I want to have a little bit of a disclaimer here where this is my personal list. And if you agree with me or if you disagree with me and you want to fight with me over where these characters are placed or what about this other character, this other character, I mostly base this decision from the media that I've watched, whether it's shows, movies or whatever the case may be and how they made me feel Whenever I watch them. So please do not try to ridicule me. Or saying that my choices are stupid. Because quite frankly I don't give a fuck. This is my list. If you have a list by all means let me know. We can compare and contrast like civilized people. And again like I always say. That's all there is to it. Now let's start off. Coming at number 5. Since I like to do a countdown from 5 to 1. Coming at number 5 we got. Hit Girl from Kick Ass. Now, you remember the movies Kick Ass, right? It's one of those movies where you know doesn't belong to DC or doesn't belong to Marvel, but it's it it has a much more realistic approach in terms of how superheroes are actually portrayed themselves, especially in real-life situations. And Hit Girl being like a female rob a female version of Damian Wayne's Robin, only intellectual. Smarter, a little bit more good look- well, I can't say good looking because at that time when I saw Hit Girl, she was way younger, so I can't really say that, let's face it. But the older version, since Chloe Grace Moretz is what, 18, 19 years old? So I'm allowed to say that. I don't wanna get I, I don't want any I don't want anybody to like try to ban this podcast episode, and be like, oh my god, Garcia has fallen in love with an underage woman. No, no, it's nothing like that. But I will say, Chloe Grace Moretz, you know, she's good looking. She's cute. She is cute. Cute. She's cute. And if she was to wear the costume again, I'd be like, yes. I've actually saw a lot of people cosplay as Hit Girl. And they pull it off very well. In any case, Hit Girl is my number five. One of those characters that really gets shit done with a very sarcastic type of humor. With a very realistic approach. And you can just tell from her development from pretty much when she was little all the way to where she was. And especially when Chloe Grace Moretz in Behind the Scenes, when she would play with the, um, whatchamacallit, the uh, butterfly knife. And I've seen numerous videos on how to even do that. And I'm like, well, first of all, that shit is illegal to even own, especially here in New York. So it's one of those moments where I'm like, yeah, I would love to have that. But theoretically speaking, I can't really have that. Hit Girl is one of those characters that is very underrated. At least to me, she is. She gets shit done. She saves people. But she does it in a very brutalistic type of scenario. And after seeing the movies, it's probably one of the main characters that really, really stood out to me. That I feel like should get way more praise than she is right now. So, number five, Hit Girl. Girl. Played by Chloe Grace Moretz. It's a shame that we've never seen a third movie from Kick-Ass. I actually had to buy the hardcover comic book for, uh, for part three. Because I wanted to see how the story concluded. And I believe if memory serves me correctly. The reason why they did not make a third film. Was because the second movie did not do very well. Like the first movie did. Because there were a lot of people that were pirating the second film. And it didn't do well at the global box office. Which is understandable. Because this is way before streaming service was even much more of a thing than what it is now. So I can kind of give that a pass. And... I bought Hit Girl's original story as well, like her own comic book story in general, because I was such a fan of hers. And I was a fan on how much, again, that she gets shit done. And she's very she's very sassy about it, if that's even the word to use. So that's my number five. Hit Girl from Kick-Ass, my number five. Coming at number 4, I was going back and forth with this one. I was like, okay, 4 is to 3, 3 is number 4, and I was going back and forth numerous times with this one. But this one is my number 4 for the simple reason that number 3 kind of had way more exposure to me than number 4 is. Number 4, Jason Todd Red Hood. Being a huge Batman fan, I like almost all of the characters within the Batman lore. And after watching Titans, especially Episode 5 just a while ago, I'm becoming much more of a fan of Red Hood that is played by uh, Curran Walters, if I'm not mistaken, if that's his name. I'm actually much more of a fan now than ever. And I do love seeing Batman Under the Red Hood, the animated movie, which apparently is like one of the top 10 animated Batman films right now. I did not like the remake, the the one where you choose the, the choices in terms of how a specific story is supposed to play out. I don't know why they did that. I'm sure it was to, like, resale and be like, oh, what if this happened instead of this? Oh, if you choose this, then what would happen to Batman and things like that? I, I didn't like that, no. What I don't like about the movie... I'm sorry, not the movie. The show thus far is how quickly it went through the death of a, uh, the death of a family storyline it went through jason Todd's death very very quickly and even though episode 5 kind of delve a little bit more into his character with character development and character progression especially when we see jason todd in terms of in his most vulnerable state it still went through and just breezed over one of the most emb- one of the most important storylines ever in Batman comics history. If you remember from Red Hood back then in the original comics, there was actually a poll, I'm sure this is coming on to everybody, but in case you've forgotten or don't know, there was actually a poll back then that uh Warner Brothers or not Warner Brothers, I'm sorry, DC Comics was actually showing to people if they wanted Jason Todd to be alive or dead, and the majority of them chose him to die. So he was quickly dispatched right away. But of course, we know in comic books, superheroes don't stay dead. And it, we, we've known this for a fact now. Now, in continuing on with my explanation, the reason why I put Red Hood in my, in my number four is the fact that there are three other spots that was a little bit better. And once again, I do like current Walter's portrayal as Jason Todd so far. But it's one of those moments where I look at him and he is a badass. Don't get me wrong. Red Hood is a badass. And I love playing as him at, in the Arkham Origins game or the Arkham uh, City game. I love watching him in Under the Red Hood storyline. Like, I love that. But I can't help but feel that he's another one of those young kids that is so hard to understand because he's damaged in his own way and you kind of want to punch him in the face just for him to get it. And I've dealt with a lot of personal experiences from family members and people that I've known that kind of acts like that. Where he's he's troubled and he's either misguided and he always lashes out out of anger. He's, to me, in a way, he's the older version of Damian Wayne. It's just Damian Wayne is a more annoying than Jason Todd. Nevertheless, I do enjoy where the show is taking Red Hood. I do enjoy the look. I enjoy how sleek he is. I enjoy the fact that once again, like Hit Girl, he gets shit done and that to me is my reason. Is my number four. Number three, The Punisher. Good God, what can I say about The Punisher? I'm still a big fan of the original movie. I forgot the main actor's name. Uh, uh, Thomas Jane, if I'm not mistaken, I'm sure that's his name. If that's not his name, then I do apologize because I'm trying to look upon, you know, based on memory. And I just saw the movie just the other day too. It's such a shame that I don't know his full name. I'm still a huge fan of that movie because to me, it's more nostalgia. And it's more nostalgia to the fact that I can look at that movie and I can be appreciative in terms of what this message, what the movie was, was given to us. A guy... Got screwed over. His entire family gets killed. Comes back for revenge. And wants to make the people pay. That's pretty much as low down as you can have it. And the Netflix shows actually portrayed him and dialed him up to 11. So much more than what he is. I really enjoyed season 1. And I enjoyed... Well... mm, Did I really enjoy season 1? Yes, I did. I enjoyed season 1. Season two was a little wacky. It was kind of all over the place. And I still don't understand why they couldn't make uh, Jigsaw look like fucking Jigsaw. Because to me it was just a pretty boy with some scars over his over his face. But the Punisher, in my opinion, is probably one of those classic anti-heroes because the one scene that really stood out to me the most, it was Daredevil. Again, memory serves me correctly. Season two, episode four. Four or five. It was it was one of them. The rooftop scene between Daredevil and the Punisher. And their conversation was pretty simple. Can bad people, evil people, the murderers, the rapists, the, the people that want to do harm to others. Can they be redeemed or are they better off dead? And when those two were basically battling themselves in terms of morality. In terms of questioning what is right and what is wrong. And what's so fascinating about that rooftop scene is the fact that you see both perspectives. You see both sides of the coin here. And it's not really a matter of, oh, you should choose this one because this guy's right or you should choose this one because this guy's right. No, they're both right and they're both wrong at the same time. And that's why I love that scene so much. I honestly, if I'm going to do any content creating, like I'm actually thinking about recreating scenes that deals with certain comics that I actually love I really want to recreate that scene so badly because it's one of the greatest scenes that I've ever seen in my life no pun intended again the Punisher is one of those complex characters Where he is so damaged and he's so broken because of what happened to him on a personal level. Having his family ripped out from him. And then he takes it out on every bad person. Again, like the Batman or like Red Hood, like Hit Girl. They get shit done. They get shit done. And I feel like the Netflix shows really portrayed him in what he was supposed to be. Again, season 2, a little wacky. And chances are somebody disagrees with me because, oh, Marvel doesn't know the Punisher that much. I don't know. Because I-, I get the whole dynamic between him and the daughter figure in season 2. But despite on how annoying she was, at least I understood where they were getting at. And I understood where Frank Castle was in terms of his mind state. So I can appreciate the Netflix show for that. Overall, The Punisher, my number three, and it's time to move on because obviously I've spent too much time on that one. Number two, Deathstroke slash Slade Wilson, from his introduction, at least to me, from his introduction to the Teen Titan shows to uh, Arrow, uh, the Arrowverse shows from the CW Arrow season two to now seeing him on Titans, which, eh, he's alright. And I played as him in the Injustice game. Deathstroke, by far, one of the best anti-heroes I've ever seen and even read for in a comic book. And the fact is simple. A mercenary that will get shit done if you pay him the right price. Deathstroke is by far one of the badass characters that I've ever fucking seen. Ever. Fucking ever, and what makes him so special? Well, it's not only his portrayal by different by different actors from the shows that we've seen, but there's just something about him where he's like, it, it, I I wanna I wanna be close to say he has like an ominous presence about him, where you know he's he's the type of guy that would he doesn't care. First of all, he's unbiased. I think that's, that's another thing I like about him. He's unbiased in terms of his targets. He He does things whether it's personal. Or whether it's business. It doesn't matter. He knows what's best to separate the two. And. Seeing him in the shows. From Titans and Arrow. And the movies and the animated series. And everything else. Again. He's like a perfected soldier. And. Again. There's something badass about him. I know I can't. I, I'm not really good in explaining good details about him, but just look at him, fucking Deathstroke, man! God damn! And nothing has made me a big, and I, I don't think anyone. My favorite portrayal of Deathstroke by far is probably—I forgot his name. God damn, Matt something from Arrowverse. I want to—I keep saying Arrowverse, Arrow season two. Don't forget who told you how to fight, kid. Or. <laughs> I can't do that voice. I I just can't. I know he was at Comic Con for a while. But I really wanted to meet him at some point. I always play as him in the Injustice game. And badass character. He really is. I really, really wished in Arkham Knight... It would be, I know, I get it, in Arkham Origins, you do face off against Deathstroke, but that was a different time, that was like a prequel time. I'm talking about Batman versus Deathstroke, and I'm so upset, I'm so upset, because I just remember there was another actor that played him, um, Milo Ventimiglia, I'm sure that's his name, I think that's his name, I'm sure that's his name. If it's not a name, whatever. So I'm so pissed off that we never got a real live action ver. Not only did we get a not, we did not get a live action of Deathstroke versus Batman. We didn't even get one of the Arkham Knight game. Like it was the Batmobile versus the tanks, and goddamn that fucking Batmobile! Holy shit, it was shoved down our fucking throats numerous times already. I lost count of how many times I fucking died. And I was playing at normal mode. I wasn't playing as hard mode. I was playing as normal mode. I think the next time when I play as Batman and the Spider-Man games, going from the beginning all the way till now, I truly want to test myself and, you know, I I want to test myself to be the Batman and Spider-Man. I want to test myself and I want to play as hard modes. But chances are just facing off against those tanks god damn that shit was so annoying and fast forwarding it to now why did we not get a live action scene between oh my god it was handed to you on a silver platter and I think I think in a way that was one of the key storylines that Ben Affleck was trying to do before he decided to quit on the project completely because he either did not have too much control or it was a lot more complex than he intended to be. But it was something along the sides of, oh, um, Deathstroke finally realizes who Batman is and he's making Bruce Wayne's life a living hell because of something personal that happened to him. A concept that we've seen numerous times already. We've even seen that again in Arrow Season 2. Only this time, it was going to be in the big screen. Because, let's face it. The Arrowverse. The C- I'm not calling it the CW-verse. It's the Arrowverse. Let's be honest here. The Arrowverse is not as mainstream as it is when it goes on on the big screen. And to have a live-action Batman face off a of live-action Deathstroke would have been fucking epic and poetic. God damn. Damn, Warner Brothers, you kind of dropped the ball on that one. I really hope we do get that. I really do. You know, maybe, maybe you know, instead of Batman v. Superman, give us Batman v. Deathstroke. Even though we know who's going to win, just give us that fight. Give us that awesome fight. That's all I ask. That's all we ask. We the people. We the people. So, yes, that's my number two. Deathstroke is my number two. Coming at number one... It's a given, you already know it, and if you don't know it, I'm going to say it, Venom. Venom is my number one. The funny thing is, I never really was a big Venom fan, even from the Spider-Man The Animated Verse series, which you can now catch on Hulu and other streaming platforms, by the way. You know, just a little plug in there. I became a big fan of his after seeing Tom Hardy's portrayal. I hated Venom in Spider-Man 3. He was small. He was. He looked weak-looking. He 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 was like a he was like a, a a cheap knockoff of Carnage in a way. Like he looked like a cheap knockoff, and he and he kept on showing Eddie Brock Jr.'s face that much. Venom rarely spoke. He only spoke normal to Sandman. He didn't have that dark, gritty, you know, alien-type voice. Would be like lungs. Meat, pancreas, so many snacks, so little time. We are venom on second thought. Yeah. Your lungs and liver. but fine. How can we tell the difference? Good, because everything is looks nice and juicy <laughs> uh, I think I can pull off a good venom like I could put anything else. Maybe so to speak. Where was I? Oh yes. I hated the Spider-Man 3 version as Venom. And I would love an epic crossover. Between Tom Hardy's Venom. And Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Oh that would be fucking awesome. And I think. I remember watching a YouTube video on Collider. Shout out to them again by the way. You know they're really good at what they do. I, I would love to be on their show one day. Um, the creator for Venom. He said that he could not stand how Venom looked in Spider-Man 3 because he was so small. Like, he purposely drew Venom to be big and massive. And one thing about Venom, and you see this a lot with, you know, a lot of, edge, I think they're called edgelords, where there's like a dark, corrupted type of a... Uh superhero character where you have like a dark version of that character and you make them in their own t- entity and we've seen this from time to time. you know we see this with um off the top of my head zero from Mega Man or shadow from Sonic the Hedgehog, or let's see um I can't think of anything else right now, but you kind of get my point you get you kind of get my point. He created that character to be you know, big and massive and and, and and intimidating. And Tom Hardy really played the role of Venom very, very well. I actually spoke to a friend of mine today, and he still hasn't seen the first one, because, for one thing, he's much more of a comic fan than a movie fan. Like, he enjoys reading the source material. He holds on to the source material close to his chest. And he... Loves comic books more than the movies. He doesn't under he didn't understand why Venom was done without Spider-Man in it. And if you remember it, I did an episode on this, I think sometime last year, where I said, I even asked the question: Does Venom work without Spider-Man in it? Yes and no. And if you remember what I said, is because his greatest strength is his greatest weakness. Venom needs a character where he can bounce off from in order to give him purpose for him to do what he does. He's an anti-hero. So he is made, or the symbiote was done on Peter Parker first before it got onto Eddie Brock. So, and as you know about symbiotes, they take pieces of their former host and... And they bond it with themselves. They retain either an ability, their memories, or whatever it was to themselves. Which is why you see Venom web swinging and with the web attacks and everything else. That's why you see that. So with Venom, in Tom Tom Hardy's version, I think it was played beautifully. And another thing about Venom is he's the type of character that he's kind of a dumbass. But there's a likable thing about him. Yeah, he eats people, but there's like a goofy type of a like like a personality to him that you can't help but enjoy. And I feel like Tom Hardy really played that off very, very well. Although I have to say. Coming Venom 2, let there be carnage, which, by the way, will not be postponed. I'm so happy about that. There are reports that it will stay on October 15th, even though we were supposed to get it next month whatever, it's on Halloween season, I can get by that, I really hope, I don't remember what rating it is I believe it's going to be PG-13, which Sony, god damn it man, god damn it anyway, I really hope that they at least show both characters true essence against each other let them be what they're meant to be, they're fucking aliens for god's sake man let them be what they're meant to be let them wreak havoc against each other and if you're going to incorporate more symbiotes in future films have them do the same thing you already gave us riot you're going to give us carnage you're probably going to give us other characters as well scream hybrid phage other symbiotes maybe toxin you know uh, uh you know for those of you who don't know who that is You know, go on YouTube, do a little history research. Toxin is essentially the son of Carnage. So that's going to be fun. I really enjoy watching the Venom movies, except Spider-Man 3, which we already spoke about. But I also like the Venom comics. I love dark storylines. I love the Venomverse storylines. I'm going to be, I should have done this before. I don't know why I've waited until now. Um, I'm going to be buying the Venom Funko Pops because I only have Carnage and I have an Ultimate Carnage one. I'm I'm sorry, not Ultimate, Maximum Carnage one. I already have that. Ironically, I still don't have Venom, but that's because I haven't found one that I actually liked. For some odd reason, I'm not a fan of Venom with the half-face open revealing to be Eddie Brock. I'd rather have Venom smiling or with the tongue out as himself as Venom. I don't know, like maybe I should get both or hopefully we see one after the movie comes out and we'll be seeing more Funko Pops because like we said, advertising, marketing, you know, merchandise, things like that. So that's what I really like. I love the Venomverse storylines, I love the comics. I even love the the new one which I still have to read more and more, King and Black. If you don't know what King and Black is, go search that up on your on your spare time after this go search up Venom King and Black where Venom is is essentially like the next, but he's essentially the next powerful anti-hero and he has the, the, the fucking demon wings and fuck it I love watching the YouTube death battle between Venom and Krona and even though, spoilers, Venom loses, I still watch that episode many many times it's probably one of my favorite episodes that I've ever seen. I love the animation, I love the 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 dialogue. I I just love that the soundtrack. Oh my god, I love the soundtrack. So I love everything that has to do with Venom. Now, at least I do. And I can't wait for Venom Let There Be Carnage October 15th cannot come fast enough and you bet your sweet ass I'm going to be rocking a Venom shirt oh my goodness that is all there is to it let me end that approach that's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast I hope you guys enjoyed my list I know I didn't explain a few characters in depth like I wanted to but you know with me talking for so much now it's time for me to, get, to take a break because tomorrow morning I'm going to have to audition for more stuff. And you know how it is. It's the role of a grinder. It's the role of a voice actor. is where I put myself. But you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. Because I'm motivated more to get shit done. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns on anything I said, or if you want to be part of the podcast in the future, you know what to do. Hit me up, voiceofgarcia.com or voiceofgarcia at gmail.com. If you want to email me, go on my you know social media, Twitter, Instagram, voiceofgarcia. It's me. It's my brand. I'm the comic book guy. It's what I do. And if you need, a, as I said earlier, if you need any help with anything at all, You know what to do. You know where to reach me. Now, before we end this night off, let's go into our anti-hero quote of the day. Our anti-hero quote of the day. And this one is from Deathstroke himself. And he says, and I quote, When a man earns my respect, that means I do not rest. I devote all my energy, everything I have, to killing him. And my reaction to that is. This is why you are an ultimate badass. You don't kill for fun. You don't kill for sport. You kill because you either pay to do it. Or you respect him enough where he earned his death. Kind of a sick way for me to even phrase it like that. Like I'm praising him in, in, in that type of way. Hey, he's a comic book character. I'm not a sycophant. I'm not a psychopath, or am I? Guys, have a great weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be safe out there and remember when it comes to the the news about movies, comics, shows, or anything else may be, always remember if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it. controversial or otherwise. I'll be back on Monday. Maybe do a little bit of a preview with what's going on next weekend with Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Kind of excited to see it, kind of not. I'm just going to treat it like anything else and I'll review it like anything else. It's as simple as that, really. But until then, till next time, stay safe. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.